you, you know, what's really interesting, I you know, joking, you know, <laughs> you know, the beginning of time, the beginning of support. Um, you know, I don't know many organizations where support has the luxury of saying, what are we going to build? How are we going to build it? Let's be thoughtful about, you know, creating an organizational structure and invest in the time and the resources and the people to build what we want. Because usually startup early stage, it's my God, we put a product out there. Now we need to support a customer. All hands on deck. Let's start doing it. Yeah. Just talk to the customers. Go. <laughs> yeah, it's a little a little over dramatic, but um, you know, perhaps some of the most, you know, refined organizations are the ones where somebody has come in and said, I know how to get it done, I know what we need to do, but it's situational. You know, I I don't know how many well, obviously you've worked with lots of different people through support driven and conferences and just networking, but uh, you know, every single situation is is different. And you know, so I'm not saying that, that there isn't an answer to well, what do you do? But it's it's very much geared towards well, what is your current circumstance? You know, where are you today and what is it that the business needs from you? Yeah. And um you know, for companies that have a raging fire and they simply need to get, you know, some very basic block and tackling done, answer customer questions, you know, you know, you, you don't have that luxury. So um, if we take a step back and say, you know, what's the absolute perfect, um, you know, believe it or not, um, the absolute perfect support model is to have zero support cases. I always say the best customer service is one that you don't have to talk to. <laughs> so there's there's a a, a a a big company. I probably shouldn't use their name, but the um, the guy who runs it, um, uh, he and I started. We picked up the telephone together, um, answering tech support calls a long time ago. But uh, now he's running, uh, you know, a, a support organization that must have thousands and thousands of people, now, you know, internationally. And he said that, you know, he told the the CEO of this this company that his objective was to put his business, his organization, out of business. Okay. And you know, it, it met with like, what what are you talking about? <laughs> and but it makes sense, of course, that we get to a point where we don't have to provide support. It doesn't mean that we don't talk to our customers and it doesn't mean that we don't help and guide them to, you know, get productivity and be used, you know, get value from the products they buy. Yeah. It just means that we aren't saying, oh, my God, why am I getting an echo? Why can't I connect with Neil? It's we're having a meaningful discussion. That's what we should be doing here. So, um, you know. We have this analogy uh, that I've used a lot of times within my teams and kind of the journey that I've been on as well is that so often it feels like you're, you know, treading water, but also being asked to build the boat at the same time that you're really trying to like continue yeah. to build it and, and build it and float. And when you're first starting out, like when I started my current organization, uh, AIHR, we just had a Gmail inbox. That was it. No yeah. ticketing system, no CRM, no nothing. We just, here's the inbox. Here you go. Let's start helping customers and starting to define 
when is the right stages to start measuring certain metrics has always been something that I've been on the edge of trying to discover at the same time. And what I'm really trying to figure out is how can we help other teams be able to certain things. And I was looking at, for example, your service contribution index, which I found very, very insightful along this kind of journey as well, starting from basic, what do you measure at a basic maturity? How do you go from there? Uh, and how do you grow that? Have you seen kind of the journey of those timelines in a standardized way, or is it just really very, very, very situational? Uh, unfortunately, it's situational, and one is the sort of the, the chaos that surrounds support, um, and then it's the leadership and the vision that matters the most. Uh, you know, somebody who is willing to, you know, basically make the case to the service, uh, to the executive leadership team. This is what we contribute. That, that's why I think the support contribution index concept is, is, you know, is beginning to change the, the, the nomenclature. Um, you commented on something yesterday or the day before on support driven about somebody who's about to go in front of the, the rest of the organization to say, here's what we do. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we've so institutionalized how fast, how many, you know, cases do we close? And that becomes a surrogate for good. Um, and, you know, so situationally, it has to come down to what is it that we can contribute back to the business? And, you know, I wish that support had been recognized, you know, a decade ago for being what it truly was. It was the original customer success organization. Yeah. But it never had, you know, go out and onboard, drive adoption, you know, get the renewal. It was never formally accepted. It, it was just part, not part of the mission. So we built another silo. Uh, the reason I'm saying that is that we've always recognized that, you know, it, post sales, there are engagements and activities that occur. And the value of those have unfortunately not been fully recognized. So there are some companies that I think have a brilliant strategy because their support teams are adjacent to or belong to the, the, the engineering teams. And they are the eyes and ears of the teams that create the products. And their mission is to bring all that useful information back to the teams to say, here's how the products get better. Here's what our roadmap should look like. Um, and that by virtue is making the products more competitive, um, you know, more resilient, uh, more attractive. That drives goodness. And then you have other teams that are, you know, sort of success focused. Well, we're going to help customers use the products more effectively. So the metrics are skewed based on, well, what do you, what do you need these teams to do? Yeah. And for example, you talk about, it really comes down to leadership and the culture that's built around it. And really the communication within the organization that, that happens. Is there any advice that you would have for teams who are starting out to build that culture to become that strategic partner or something that they should avoid doing so that they're not just recognized as this cost center volume speed type operational department? Yeah, I think I think it's 
you know, early, early on, uh, communicating in terms of, of what value and contributions being provided back to the company versus here's how much work we're doing. Um, it's very easy to, to slip into this. Well, here's what we can measure. So let's measure it. Um, you know, we're over, we're overworked at the moment. We've taken, you know, 5,000 cases and there's only 10 of us. Well, that may be an important indicator, but it, it really doesn't convey. So what? Yeah. You know, so I, I, I think that, you know, we, we have to get from a, we have to get into the mindset of we're doing this for a reason and convince others that that reason is the right reason. Yeah, I think that speaks really to also your approach to the way that you also give advice and suggestions into support-driven team like members, for example. For me, one of the early conversations that we were having was I implemented a new triage system and our way that we approached queue management and the way that we just tackled the queue in general. And I was super excited because I was like, yes, we got like uh, our first response time down. We, we started helping 30% of our customers in 30 minutes instead of just 17%. And I was super excited about that. And they were like, well, you really shouldn't be looking at it as just the overall people that you're helping, but what are the key people that you're helping there? And what yeah. are those high value people that you're helping in terms of like, bringing that into the next further step of just, hey, this is what we're doing, but why and who is the most important person you're doing it for? Yeah, yeah. I, I just um, had uh, an exercise where we had to do a real deep dive into time to resolution and, and, and what a can of worms it is because it's <laughs> such a foundational metric. Yet, um, you know, for the same reason that, you know, Anything that's related to volume and velocity is is good to know, but does it mean that you're getting the outcomes you need? Yeah. So uh, this whole notion of, so th the reason that you reminded me of this is that it occurred to me that queue management um, and driving to time to resolution is, you know, it seems intuitive that we should do that, but you can't take a first in first out approach. Not every case has the same meaning and the same value. Um, so a case might age longer. Well, maybe that's okay because you're spending your time and effort on a case that actually has a more profound implication either because it's a marquee customer or you know that if you fix that issue, you fix it for you know a thousand customers. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> our business is, is complex and again we we seldom have the luxury of taking a step back to say well what should i do next um no it's coming at you through a fire hose and it's often um we'll we'll work on everything all at once and we'll try and you know we'll try and do everything we can yeah it, because support people for as long as i've been in support and it's been a while um always want to do the right thing, you know, serve, satisfy, you know, get the job done. It's, it's amazing. But it's also really difficult when demand exceeds supply. So yeah. that's why I think it's important to realize that those operational metrics are there and look at what are we doing? How much is happening? This is really important for 
maintaining the like just the fire hose like controlling that itself how much water is coming out at a time what are we actually looking at what's the situation per se yeah. But then only using it for that and not saying, hey, this is the value that we're bringing. That's a completely different viewpoint where that culture and that vision and that mission of really why you're doing it is so much more important than just that velocity and speed that you're talking about. Yeah. But, you, you know, there's but there's another tendency in support, which is we need to do something. So let's find it. Let's find technology. Let's throw something at it. Yeah. Maybe, you know um you know what we know from our research and our studies is that the most effective thing that any company can do any support team can do is to take and learn from what the interactions with customers are feed that back to the product teams and actually work on focusing or building better products that has more profound benefit to the support team than building knowledge bases and self-help not that those things aren't important but you know if we want to if we want to focus on building um you know long-term sustainable support strategies um we need to think think about how many people in a, in a support organization you know today are allocated to creating content and providing self-help resources that number's ticking up yeah yep. so Maybe it's, yeah. Maybe it's ten percent in a generous organization. Maybe more. But I mean, especially now with the integration of AI, right? You need somebody to be able to manage that technology and to be able to utilize it as well. Yeah, and and, and that's a whole another heavy lift because not many organizations um, have budget or resources or skill sets where, hey, go figure out this this AI thing. What does that even mean? So, <laughs> what do you want me to do? That's <laughs> right. Um, I mean, there, there, there are you know tremendous tool sets that are coming to market. You know, so there will be tool sets for support to be able to do some really cool things with technologies that are innovative and mind blowing. Um, but again, is is that really you know? I, I guess what I was going to say is that. So let's say that um, you know a company's willing to invest. 10% of its staff or 20% of its staff on building capability to actually try and deflect in inbound demand. Um, that's great. But the other 80% are still, you know, on the front lines putting out the fires. Yeah. So when do we flip the model and say, you know, we should put more investment into doing things that allow us to be more proactive and preventative. It's really hard to do. Um, and especially if you consider that kind of mindset of if I invest an extra five, 10 minutes here, just as an example, to solve something that's going to save me hours and hours later, is it worth putting off that super high volume of people coming in to be able to take that and say, hey, it's going to solve this problem much, much further down the road? Well, that, you know, bringing it back to metrics, it's, it's counterintuitive, but yet, support has probably more digital intelligence than any other organization in in a company um yet our ability to to you know, mine it meaningfully and actually know what that you know what all that inbound data is telling us uh, the tools yeah i mean there, there have been some tools out there but i think i saw somebody discussing using vlookup 
to actually, you know, do data analytics on their case records. And I'm thinking to myself, my God, you know, I remember doing that. You suck in all this data into Excel and then you, you use formulas to try and extract. Well, you know, we've got better tools now. It's just that yeah. using them for, for, you know, using them and to actually, you know, deliver something meaningful back to the company and say, look at this, this is where the cost is. Um, you know, let's focus on this. Let's have an agreement that this is part of the product roadmap, not seven new features that customers are only going to use two. Um, yeah. Features, yeah. feature requests always just get put on the backlog unless you're really using a data-driven approach to say, hey, this is really why it's important that we make this change. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, we could we could go into a, an entirely different tangent <laughs> easily, but, you know, um, pushing features out versus um, usability enhancements, you know, which one's more important? Um, one demos better and, you know, is easier to maybe, you know, close a sale or respond to a big account. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you make a product more usable because you understand what's causing customers from being able to fully, you know, wrap their brain around it, yeah. um, that's a good investment. But it's hard to make that invest, make that case without the data. Yeah, you talk a lot about making the relationship with product and really, really driving those insights from customers back into the product organization to make these changes. And in my specific scenario, we have now a tech team who's building our entire new platform. They're building it out, and we're really creating something brand new. And then the support team is separate from that. And we use kind of a swarm approach where the tech team is our tier two support and our technical support for us. And we're like tier one and a half, if you look at the ideal tiers. But uh, a lot of times I get asked like, hey, when are we going to have like a dedicated technical support? And I say, well, we don't necessarily need it because we have a really good relationship with our engineers and our tech team and yeah. be able to have that relationship. What would you say is something that a support organization can really start to do to build that relationship from the ground up and start to have a good relationship there. I can, you know, I can imagine the first encounter is you go up to the big door, <laughs> the of the of the engineering team, and you you knock on the you know, knock on the door <laughs> and say, "I come bearing gifts. Here's data about how they're <laughs> using our products." I mean, that that usually is a, a pretty tremendous, you know, eye opener. Yeah. Um, and uh you know as long as it's not threatening you know right now for a lot of you know a lot of support dev relationships it's an escalation that comes from the ticketing system into jira or whatever you know platform and it's just you know it's just more queue management but now it's on and you know so it's like that doesn't build a relationship <laughs> you know it's like whoa you're creating work for me. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. It's kind of the other way around, but I, you know, I think that the universal language is 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 data, right? And what it means. Well, that but, makes a lot of sense. I mean, one of our core values is being data driven, so I definitely yeah. understand that and really, really speak that. I, I really, I mean, I could I could sit and talk for hours with you. It's just like we really have some some insights to be had, but tell me a little bit more about Service XRG and what you guys are doing in terms of trying to make this shift. It seems like that's really, really the the vision there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, our, our, our entire reason for being is to, to study these things, to know, 
or a, a attempt to know what's happening in the support and success communities. Um, you know, looking for those best practices, looking for those thought leaders, and then trying to document them and put them out there and share them with people. Um, you know, so uh, we're research first. Um, you know, it's it's always been about the data, um, even when data used to be really hard to get versus being able to ask ChatGPT. We don't do that. Everything here. <laughs> curated only by by humans um now you know it's so um you know i started this company just about 20 years ago before that uh i i worked in other organizations and teams and you know it it always frustrated me because there was never you know a singular resource or or meaningful data that kind of aligned to the kinds of decisions that i wanted to make or things that i wanted to talk about so that's kind of our mission in life is to surface that those you know those you know perhaps inspirational ideas hey we could apply this here and, and do it based on data so yes i think that's a, a beautiful vision and a really a, a really smart mission in terms of you know, i think support is really going through this transition of we really do need to start becoming more strategic within the organization and changing that mindset around the value that we bring. And I think that uh, that you're really, really driving that forward. Hey, I I, I agree. And I, I think there's a lot of people out there that absolutely agree. And, um, you know, to your point, I think it's a matter of people trying to figure out, well, how do I do it? How do I, how do I take that first step? And I guess the answer is probably what? Data, you know? Yeah. Yeah demonstrate quantify communicate you know what it is that the support team does and how it contributes to the business and that can start a really meaningful dialogue yeah i think really getting that dialogue started with the organization and really really kicking it off and starting that conversation is is the most important part once you get it started just continue to have it continue to raise it yeah and and there are some situations where that conversation just is a non-starter and um you know in other cases it's yeah this is just the catalyst we need to change our our mindset and our focus and our you know our value to our customers so yeah definitely thank you thank you so much for for taking the time out of your day and coming to to meet with me and have this conversation and, and talk about it and is yeah. there is there any way that, for example, other people can gather these resources and, and kind of get contact you? Uh, sure, come check out our, our resource library. Um, you know, um, our articles, our reports, um, most everything is available, um, no charge. It's out there in the public domain. Um, you know, there was a time when people used to sell data. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, um, that's not what we do. You know, we, we, we make it available. Um, and if people want help, you know, we're here to tell people. But, um, but uh, yeah, every, hopefully everything you could need is out there. And if not, we'd love to hear from, you know, we like to hear from people and say, wow, really would be great if you had, you know, could tell me about, mm, chances are we have the data. We just haven't gotten around to write it up and put it out there. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned research first, right? So, 
Yeah, and it's you know every conversation and and, and every interaction is you know a, a new opportunity to learn. And uh, sometimes we have to roll up our sleeves and go out and you know conduct big studies, you know, of practitioners. And sometimes we go and ask customers what they think about things. And you know, um, but it's discussing and learning, and that you know drives a lot of what we try and put together in terms of aha, somebody wanted to know about this. Let's write it up. Here's we'll put it out there, and you know, and back it up with what we are able to, you know, substantiate with the data we have. So, yep. but anyways, yeah, um, everything's up on our site, servicexrg.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So, so um, I'm, I'm curious about you. I, I don't want to keep you. Oh, no, 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 you're good. You're good. <laughs> okay. uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I don't think you sleep because, you know, <laughs> It's like you do. You're doing your regular job, you know. Yeah. You're, you're doing all this other stuff. It's, uh, um, I, I, I think it's great. You know, uh, this this support used to be so much better served. In the old days, there were more organizations focused on support professionals, and um, there are communities that were vibrant, and mm, they don't really exist. There used to be a magazine called Support Management. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. It was all about tech support. You know, it was a printed, glossy, very nice looking magazine. Yeah. There was another um, uh, printed publication called Service News, and then it went digital. Um, I mean, but but the resources, you know, here we are, we've, we've got all this connectivity. Um, but there's just not that many I, frankly, vibrant communities left. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons that really pushed me to do what I'm doing right now on top of like the regular role and being so active and in, in support driven and in the community is uh, like the support community has done so much for me in terms of I learn by collaborating, by talking to people. Like I learn like having conversations like this. Uh, and so for me, being able to not only have those conversations for people who may not otherwise reach out for them or look for them or know that they're there, but also to provide some resources to give that support back to the, the industry and back to the community is really what's kind of the driving the passion project for me. Unless you know of another place out there, uh, I, I was thrilled to come, you know, to learn about support driven because I don't know of other more vibrant discussions that aren't full of spam. <laughs> yeah so but it's it's good and uh you know maybe at the end of the day you'll, you'll build out your site to be that uh that great support blueprint in the sky <laughs> hopefully long long-term goals long-term goals right now it's just uh we're just getting it out there so yeah uh, thank you so much tom i really appreciate it taking the time yeah yeah no it's great to chat with you neil and um we'll, we'll see you uh on on on, on slack and great Okay. Well, good. Neil, a pleasure to, to, to meet you live and in person and look forward to the next conversation. You as well. Thank you so much, Tom. You have a wonderful yeah. day. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.